I have never belonged to the National Socialist German Workers' Party, NSDAP, or any of its organizations. In June 1929, I married the medical student, Siegfried Hauschli. Our marriage was dissolved on grounds of incompatible differences of personality and interpersonal antipathy. My ex-husband was a Jew. I met Dr. Yekilius for the first time after my dismissal from service in Lyons, when I was referred to him for treatment of my recurring depressed moods. His treatment was successful, and I came to trust the doctor wholeheartedly, which is why I applied for a nursing post in his clinic. A few days after starting work on the wards, Dr. Yekilius called me into his clinical office. He reminded me of my professional oath and promise of confidentiality, and emphasized that I must not, under any circumstances, disclose any details of individual cases treated in the hospital, nor was I to ask unnecessary questions. He put it to me that I had by then seen with my own eyes the miserable state of the children when they arrived at the clinic, and observed that some of them were incurable. He then went on to explain to me how the clinic managed the children afflicted by such conditions. I remained very attached to Dr. Yekilius after his recruitment to the Wehrmacht in January 1942. I wrote to him when he was on active service and visited him several times. There was no romantic relationship between us at any time. Dr. Yekilius was a national socialist, and I never was. Personally, I have never cared for politics. Dr. Yekilius He inspired confidence from the start. At first, she thought it was just a matter of the way he observed her and addressed her, but later she realized that his entire being contributed to the impression he gave. The way he moved was so remarkably graceful and relaxed, like an animal on his guard but never self-conscious. Several years later, when he was hounded and became the target of a hate campaign, and even some of his especially loyal colleagues began to distance themselves from him, whether out of cowardliness or an acute sense of fear, he was accused of being a fraud. Still, she felt certain that someone who inhabited his body with such confidence and was so trustful of all its senses couldn't possibly defraud anyone. It is easy to lie in thought or speech but the body doesn't lie. Later, when the preliminary investigation started up, she felt not the slightest need to try to cover anything up and spoke quite openly about how she came to look for a post in his clinic. Back in 1939, she had spent a long, anxious year on the nursing staff at the Home for the Elderly in Lines. Dr. Hertz, the minister of state in charge of the home, committed suicide immediately after the Nazi takeover. Professor Müller, head of the medical department where she worked, was forced to leave. The staff kept changing, one wave after another. Anna Kachenka, who had never before doubted her own competence, began to feel inadequate, and her sense of insecurity made her subject to recurring fits of depression and an unending series of headaches and stomach upsets. She worried that her new superiors were in some indefinable way displeased with her and thought her poor at her job. To her, loyalty and trustworthiness were central ideals. It mattered very much to her that the authorities should regard her as worthy. Her medical problems, she would confess to Yekilius, were rooted in the fact that she lived in fear. 
Of course, she feared that she would be sacked for political reasons. More than that, she dreaded what the consequences would be of no longer belonging, of not being seen to exist in her own right, of not being needed. It was relevant that both her father and her brother had been forced out of posts at various points in time after the Patriotic Front came to power in 1934, and that the survival of her family now depended on her alone. When her physical symptoms became unbearable, she turned to her superiors, and Dr. Diepold, a consultant who had taken over from Professor Müller as medical director, had recommended her to get in touch with Dr. Yakelius. Yakelius himself had changed his place of work and taken on the post of senior consultant at the Steinhoff Alcohol and Drug Rehabilitation Clinic. However, he had kept his former practice going and still saw...